Did you know a turkey puppet once ran for the presidency of Ireland? Did you know that meat once rained from the skies of Kentucky? Did you know that there was an emperor of the United States for a while? Then listen to the Wiki Ship Down podcast. We live in an age when the sum total of humanity's knowledge can be found in your pocket on a smartphone at any given time. But when that knowledge is peer editable, like it is on Wikipedia, what does that say about mankind? So follow us down the digital rabbit hole as we drink, joke, and curse our way through the random button on Wikipedia and see where our journey through humanity's knowledge takes us. While you're at it, follow us on all social media at Wikiship Down. I'm Ruthann. I'm Ryan. And be sure to find us every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are rolling. Ooh. Counting us down. All right, kids. Three. Hold on to your sandworms. Two. It's getting yellow. Womp, womp. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And today we're joined by a special guest. Caprix. Just, no, man. <laughs> All right. All right, we're taking it from the top. We're taking it from the top. I don't <laughs> want you amazing. to fuck up my name. We rehearsed this one, too. I know. <laughs> I, like, I, I wrote it twice. I literally wrote it twice. And it's Caprice Castano. Yes. We're joined by Caprice Castano. We just leave that all in. No. Yes, <laughs> I, please. Okay, we can. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for not oh. running away after I ruined your name. Oh, it gets ruined all the time. I mean... It's fine. Yeah, I just... You're not special. I'm the special one. Oh, oh, well. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, seriously, though, thank you for joining us. Uh, Guys, Caprice has brought in a really fun movie. Uh, It is the 1988 movie. It was in 1980. What, guys? I I give up. I quit. I quit my job. You feeling all right tonight? No. Maybe it's the coffee. Maybe I'm dying. Um, We're we're talking about Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Um, The Michael Keaton version, not the animated 90s cartoon. Which is also great. Oh, so dude, great. I love it. When uh, when Lex brought the idea, I was like, are you talking about the movie or... No, no, no. You said, you said, do you mean the Michael Keaton? And I said, yes, as opposed to the six other canonical Beetlejuices. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's a cartoon, son. And it's so good. It's actually... Um, my first exposure to Beetlejuice, I had seen the cartoon before I had seen the movie, and I thought the movie was a lesser version of the cartoon. That's wow. interesting. Yeah. See, I I'm mean, how, to... you were a child, right? I was, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, on. I get it, because it wasn't <laughs> as whimsical. It was a lot more pervy and weird. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing a bunch of the cartoon when I was, I mean, yeah, probably elementary school age, because I think it ran, what, um, 89 to 90. One, which was pre-elementary school for me. But some now, I think Nickelodeon maybe ran it a ton, like in the block that would air just after I got home from school. Yeah. So I remember seeing it a whole bunch, like more than I saw the movie for a while. Although at a certain point, probably Disney Channel maybe started running it a ton. I remember it on Disney. Um, But in hindsight, it seems real pervy for the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it definitely like Nickelodeon over, I mean, if not Nickelodeon, maybe um, like Fox Family or ABC Family, whatever, what family channel maybe. I remember seeing that shit on Disney, man. Like I do. I remember hearing like the the announcer voice like, next on Disney Channel, it's Beetlejuice. Like that shit. I remember that distinctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 
well. This is real important. No, it's, it's very like, no, important. This is why everybody's here, is to hear us pin down exactly <laughs> what networks broadcast Beetlejuice when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, make sure to go onto Wikipedia, find out which networks Beetlejuice aired on, and let us know on Twitter at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Or if you want to tell Caprice specifically, you can find letter. her... Handwritten, handwritten letter. letter. Handwritten letter to... Uh, uh, put bury it in a box uh, in the forest. She'll find it. You tweet the coordinates at yes. us, and we will pass them along. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Please do. I only read coordinates. Good. Yeah. Thank so you. I won't even be able to read the letter because I don't know how to read either. So. Oh no no no! Yeah. No one knows how to read anymore. Right? Um, the internet will tell you what it says. Exactly. Uh, yes. So, uh, Caprice, you are a, a first-time guest on this show, so yes. it's entirely possible, having never been on the program before, maybe you don't know exactly how the show works. And if that's the case, you're probably not alone, Tari. How in the F does this show work? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Lex Michael. What we do here is we take different pieces of media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, and assorted other experiences. We introduce them to each other and you, the audience, uh, and show, the, show you how it's built us, and we hope that it builds you as people. One could say we are the retrospective that is... <laughs> introspective i like it i like you put a little character spin on it yeah. at the end and see you didn't even rehearse that one i did it was like so smooth uh-huh there's like I a mean, tiny little tiny little like hiccup right there but we can use the right. power of technology to just smooth that right out yeah yeah, yeah it always it's really smooth until i get to the last name i mean last part yep and last names uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah oh anyway that is in <laughs> fact that is in fact yes how this program uh does does still work uh, however tenuously uh, Caprice, you did bring in Beetlejuice, but first, when I when I pitched the show to you and I said, "Hey, do you want to come do this?" You said, "All right, give me a little bit of time to think about a topic." I said, "Yeah, go for it. Take your time. No pressure." You came back to me and you're like, "All right, I want to talk about death." And I was like, "All right, that's metal. Let's talk about death." And then I said, "Do you want to kind of ground that in or use as a jumping off point any piece of media that you have a personal relationship with that can maybe take us down deep into the?" bowels bowels the yep, the bowels into the bowels uh so why i guess why beetlejuice first of all well it is to me the most uh uh lovely way of dealing with death it's so whimsical and, and pretty and uh i was always such a macabre kid yeah when i saw that for the were, first were time were you uh lydia oh hell yeah yeah that was she was just uh, everything like that was that was me yeah so yeah. it I, I, always yeah. spoke to me since I was like a little kid. Tari, were you a Lydia? Um, I was more of a Beetlejuice guy. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I was just showing up at people's houses being a pervy perv. Um, actually, I feel like I was, I'm more of an Adam, if anything. Just a guy who was always playing with his toys being like, yeah, I'm going to stay inside. Listening to Calypso music. Hell and whatnot. Yeah. I could see like, I could see you, Tari, being like, like in the infinite multiverse, right? Or when there's like 50 Earths that we can hop to. Yeah. I could see nearly every character in the movie being a you from another Earth. Like I could see like an awful dark doppelganger Otho version of you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to do seances, but yeah. accidentally it's like, wow, I'm trying to talk to the ghost. I'm like killing the ghost. How do you kill a ghost? I don't know. I fucked up that bad. Yeah. I feel like I've now at this point in my life, I'm a Charles Dietz where I'm just like, guys, I just want to bird watch and like relax and stuff. <laughs> like no one's letting me just do me, hang out in a forest and just live my life. 
and also like, sell some buildings. Call Robert Goulet sometimes. Yeah. Be like, hey, Robert Goulet. And Robert Goulet's like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Robert Goulet. How did you get this number? I just want you to come to my house. <laughs> come on. We're friends. Two things rewatching this. One, I definitely like Mike Jeffrey Jones. That's my shit. I totally get him now. Like you're like you were saying, like the bird watching. I'm like, oh yeah. yes. It's like, a little I just chill. Although his presence is one element of this movie that is aged a little bit problematically. Uh, which we don't we just now can just skate by that. I said it. Nobody has to at me about it. We know we Whatever. can skate right on by it now. Just talking about the movie, man. Right. Yeah, totally. Birds. birds. Yeah. We love birds. We all love birds here. <laughs> We're all amateur. What is it? Ornithologist. We're all sure. we're all aspiring yeah, yeah, yeah. ornithologists sure. in this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all bird perverts. We get bird, it. <laughs> bird verts, if you yeah. were. Yes, <laughs> I will. Oh my gosh, this is a girl after my own heart. Um, oh man, uh, freaked out, man. <laughs> so you, so yeah, so you do understand, right? The impulse you have to carve out a personal space to get away from Catherine O'Hara's sculpture and birds, and you like birds. Who doesn't like oh, birds? I love birds. But Didn't I'm I just also... get done saying we like birds? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all I also now as a, a aged woman, uh, totally relate to Catherine O'Hara. I'm just like, she is queen in that movie. It's yeah. so good. Oh. What Cap- a great character. What a great character. And Catherine O'Hara is brilliant. Tara, you're giving me a look. What is this? I'm look? not giving you a look. Are you trying to are you trying to articulate just how brilliant she is? Is that's that's what this look I'm watching the gears turn. And it's like, I agree. But I agree so profoundly that my 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 mechanism, right? It's like you just put a big crowbar into the gear, and I'm stuck, and I need somebody to remove the crowbar. It's like in Goldeneye when they're trying to fuck up the satellite, so he puts the shit in there, and Alan Cummings like, Wah! you're in your own brain going, Wah! trying to articulate how brilliant Catherine O'Hara's performance is in this picture. Um, I thought her performance was great. I'm still not a fan of the character. I don't yeah. know that she's supposed to be likable as yeah. such. But is it just, did you find her unlikable in a way above and beyond what you think the movie intended you no, to feel? No, I think the, the movie, I got I caught exactly what the movie was trying to throw at me. Um, and I think that like even as an adult, like I think as a kid, I was just like, let her do her, her, her statues. Uh, and now as an adult, I realize that she's just like, She's supposed to be grating. She's supposed to be like super overbearing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's me. So I think I get it more. <laughs> yeah, that's you, girl. Okay. It's turning into it. It's <laughs> happening. Look, guys, look at my sculptures. <laughs> right. Do you it's sculpt? so amazing. No, I don't sculpt. No. I mean, what is your sculpture? You know, what do you, what is it that you are passionate about that you want everyone to look at and people are just like Girl, is it death? It's not. <laughs> Look at yeah, my death, she, guys. She's a serial killer, and she's like, "Why isn't anyone talking about my murders?" Come on. Oh man, what's what's the guy? What's the one serial killer that had? He was like BTK, fucking piece of shit. Like he's always just like, "Let me kill so everyone can hear about it." It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh my god, he's the most great. <laughs> Your murders aren't even that cool. Talk about grading. Yeah. He's the worst serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on that shit. I, that, that's my rabbit hole. I mean, BTK specifically. Can oh, we though? Just all serial killers. Oh, okay. All right. Wait. Do you have a Do you have a favorite serial? Is like, is there yep. one? Like, who's number one for you? Carl Panzram. Okay. Why? Tell yeah. Tell us more. Because he's like he traveled the world. Yeah. And killed people all over the world, and. Uh, he was just really, he was a badass. Like he was just, he would like kill people with his bare hands and shit. He was just like, and he was a, like a, like a hobo serial killer. Like just he traveling the world. Yep. Why isn't this a series? 
Why is it, this could be like Kung Fu for the 21st century where you've just got a dude wandering the earth and occasionally he gets into murder scenarios and of, leaves. <laughs> lots of rape involved, too. Lots of, uh, HBO's perfect. Like, oh, God. <laughs> in, in fact, that's like how you get things greenlit. You're like, this, they're like, this is a really good concept, but there's a little too much consent in this. <laughs> well, uh. let me tell you. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I mean, now I want to I want to send you down this rabbit hole. I mean, especially because we're talking about death. Like, girl, tell me more about your favorite serial killers. Oh, jeez, where did? Ooh, oh. Well, I wasn't planning on it. I'm trying to. I mean, think. no, it's fine. I mean, I just I'm now still gonna think about this guy just living the like. For serial killers, that's the dream job, right? You're like, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to backpack. Right, I'm going global and, gonna, and yeah. shit. Yeah. And they're like, they'll never catch you because like international uh, authorities don't really talk to each other. And when they do, they're bad at it. Yeah. So, I mean, all you got to do is you just go from, from country to country, doing your thing, leaving your mark. Uh, and like knowing. Making you, pistol fingers like you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you're murder like, a dude. And as he's like, takes his final breath, you just back up with pistol fingers. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got got job well done. And ram. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that's because if I that if, would be oh my god, that how horrible would that be, right? To know in your final moments, not only have you been murdered, but you're being actively taunted by your murderer as you die. That's oh man, just sit and think about it. We're gonna vamp while you sit there and think okay. about it for about a minute. <sighs> Hmm. I was going to vamp, but actually this is way more engaging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it worse to be taunted or the fact that your your killer is a goofus? Yeah, no, I'm on your level. I would be like, can can you just, if you're going to do this, just be serious about it. Right. God damn it. Right. Like, don't insult me, too. Like, you've already, you've already ended my life. You yeah. don't have to rub my face in it. That's rude. It's inconsiderate. You got got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, though, I really like the idea of a serial killer who is essentially, like, doing bits while they're killing you. Because they're, they're, like, in their mind, they're making it easier for you. So they're like, I'm trying to lighten the mood. You know, I know that, like. Girl. <laughs> They're like they're like they're make they're doing they're doing puns they're 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 like they're like knife to meet you eh? and you yeah BTK speaking of disgusting stupid puns he literally <laughs> ate a bowl of cereal after killing someone being like I'm a serial killer wait did he leave That's, it at the scene no he like wrote it in a letter oh, he just told people he about was it. like telling people about it got it Aww. so either either he's a goofus who makes bad jokes or he's a liar. And I don't know which one is worse. I actually hope he's I the hope, goofus who makes the bad jokes. I hope he's a liar. Yeah. That's that's some stupid serial killer shit. I feel like if I was a serial killer, I would want to play mind games with people, right? Like, I'd want to turn the corner on somebody be like, this is for my father. Stab him. And just watch him be like, who's your father? As they die. <laughs> That'd be so fucked Wait, up. please clarify this. If almost, please, just let me know what I did, please. <laughs> It's like just have like a framed picture of someone they don't know, and you're like, "I finally avenged you." Even better, dude. Even better. When they drop, they're like, "Who's your father?" They're bleeding out. Just look at him a little closer for a second and go, "Oh, whoops!" Oh, you're Kevin. Oh shit. All right. Okay. Sorry. Different Kevin. I gotta go. Sorry. Oh man. Wrong, wrong Kevin. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. 
Oh shit! <laughs> They're like, I hope you get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, speaking of killing, it was really sad how that dog killed the the uh, Adam and Barb in Beetlejuice. Oh man, yeah. They did a really good job of setting that up. Um, like you see the dog earlier when they were passing in the streets, and then later you see them. Uh, like you see the dog again, and he's like, "I'm gonna murder these people." The dog the- is like, this is for my father. And they're like, who's your father? They hit the water. Yeah, so very sad. Such an aggressive turn yeah. Adam made. I mean, that wasn't a, like, to swerve out of the way, that was a. Uh, yeah. I think it's very aggressive. also illegal. I think you're supposed to hit an animal if it's going to endanger you or the, your passengers. If you're going to go into the side of a fucking bridge. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. Well, are you just trying to justify killing people's pets? I don't know. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe. I mean, the law says I'm right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the law num- is never wrong. <laughs> the number one sign of a serial killer is uh, cruelty to animals. So there you go. I mean, but also like arson and bedwetting, right? And I haven't done that in like a week. Hmm. Like simultaneously? What? I, well, I mean, <laughs> like, you, like you you're fucking to- jumping on your bed, fucking sweet, like peeing all over the place while you throw lit matches around. <laughs> just like yeah. breaking dogs' necks and stomping them out as you throw torches around and shit. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, so Caprice, you said going, going back, going back no, for real, no, for real talks I now. I literally can't stop thinking about that image of jumping on the bed, feel, like, because in my mind you're like filling the dead dogs with like fireworks and you're just like oh swinging them. Around yeah. while you're urinating actively, yeah, and you drank a lot of cranberry juice that day in anticipation of just this event. I mean, because if you're methodical enough, like you're you are peeing to put the the, the fires out, and you're you're using the fires to burn the evidence of you killing the animals. Like it's it's a whole thing. Once you you're know? at swinging firework dogs around the room while you urinate, are you thinking all that methodically? I think so. I want to see that from the window outside. Right. Just like fireworks going off and you just see like once in a while a dog just kind of going past. Right. And you're going, wow, that looks very methodical. <laughs> Three turns, each dog. Really, really nice. That's a perfect tempo, man. Like I'm going to get my fucking turntable and shit and lay a beat over this. Um, <laughs> you're just outside the window being like, I wish I was that much of a free spirit. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, <laughs> good, so good luck. How good real, luck. Can real I... talks. Yes. Um, no, we'll get this. There's no way we're done here, man. There's more. <laughs> there's more to uncover. Um, but who is this man, though? You're right. I got pulled back in. It took that much time for me to go. This, you're correct. This is far too compelling to leave where it is. Who is this man? In my head, it's you. Yeah. But I don't know same. what. Ha- right. But I don't know what happened. Like where? Where did the pivot occur to where you went oh i know pee and fire dogs and whatnot in the house right well yeah yeah yeah. i mean well i imagine that they tried it once outside the house and they're like well how do i get my bed outside the house so they're like i gotta stay in the room right but then like uh once once you're in the room you're like i can't like contain my like fire dog stuff so i gotta just like make sure that like i don't i get my deposit back uh, so then I have to make sure I'm putting the fires out as fast as I am 
starting them right sure. yeah and then you're also like i'm lazy i don't want to chase the dogs so like i just i pre i like meal prep you like get them all ready and then uh you're like all right cool it's time for my my uh ceremony R- ritual that's what serial killers do rituals and you're like it's time for my ritual and then you do all the things together and you're like cool i have done i'm good Time to murder a person. Yeah, that's the first step. And so then you're great and you're yeah. good to go. And then right, you know right. then you know for sure you're a serial killer. Exactly. Other than that, you don't. You have no idea. Yeah. Otherwise you're just like uh what is it what BTK? What is it what's what's the yeah. yeah. Otherwise you're just like BTK who who's like, I guess I'm gonna try it up. This guy, the way you described him, it's he sounds like a really new stand-up comedian who's like, I guess I'll try this bit and see if it works. <laughs> exactly. Is this my style? No, it's too much like this other person's, and they're they're all of a sudden they're like, oh man, I'm it's too referential, too, uh, too, uh, oh man, what's the word? There's a word, doesn't matter. I like to think though of him like drafting letter after letter after <laughs> yeah. letter, just taking a look at one and being like, oh, I'm disgusted Derivative. with myself, right? I've descended into self parody. <laughs> <laughs> He got caught because he sent the cops a floppy disk of material of like evidence. Material? Like evidence of, of yeah. like letters or something, but they were like, they got fingerprints off of a floppy disk and then they found right. him. Well, because I feel like he was, he was following the like serial killer 101 book where it's like serial killers have to want to get caught. Where like yeah. most of them, I mean, it's they like they want to get caught, but it's not like a, 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 an obsession of theirs it's like they want to do their their thing and like getting caught is is part of it and that like it gets them exposure but it's not like getting caught is like the ultimate goal yeah mm. like i don't think like john wayne gacy wanted to get caught i think he just like little boys yeah mm. right mm. whole bunch whole bunch yeah Oof. ed gein liked furniture mm-hmm. ed was a i love ed gein craftsman he was a a fashion designer as well he loved his mother sure did man (laughs) loved his i've always kind of been a zodiac guy like i just find that story endlessly compelling Mm -hmm. um and i just of course the the added factor of we don't know definitively who that dude was adds just another air of like fucking like sexy mystique to it and shit (laughs) plus david fincher made a movie about it so like it's real accessible because David Fincher made a movie about it that Iron Man is in. So I feel safe because Iron Man, he's drunk the whole time. And I'm like, just like Iron Man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Must be a superhero. Right. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Zodiac. I love, and that fucking book, that book's really fucking good. I went through a huge true crime phase Mm. for a while. Huge. I just made a huge motion with my hands so that everybody was on the same page. Oh yeah. Everyone could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Like as you were doing it. It's like an accordion noise. Yeah. 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 Since we're talking about death, I just want to, like, if you haven't seen uh, Beetlejuice, check it out. It's great. Yeah. It holds um, up. It's, uh, it does. Some parts of it hold up better for me than other parts of it. It's, it's a fascinating creature. I'm still a massive, massive fan of all the stop motion effects. I love that it never really clicked into place in my head that when they're in the place with all of the sandworms, they're on a moon of Saturn. I'd never, yeah. this was the first time I, I've seen this movie. I can't tell you how many times years and years and years ago, but this was the first time it clicked into my head. Oh, they're on Saturn. That's why Beetlejuice says, Hey, you've been to Saturn. I've been to Saturn. Sandworms hate him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, first time. And I really like that she's super concerned. Not that we're on Saturn, but that she's getting all yellow. That, <laughs> yeah. that pleased me. Because <laughs> it's like, right, if you're there for 125 years, presumably you're just going to wear this one outfit. If it gets all yellow, kind of, you're kind of fucked. What are you going to do? True. You're just going to be yellow for 125 years. No one yeah. wants that. No. 
Who wants to have like Saturn dust all over for you can't wash that. Yeah. And no one likes cowards, so Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what? but Oh yellow. yellow. Come on. Keep all up. Right. Keep all up, right. Lex, all right. Michael. All right. I'm Keep thinking up. cosmic. I'm thinking cosmic, bro. Oh, sorry. Uh no one likes the mind stone. It's also yellow. <laughs> all right. Great. Cool. So, um, speaking of Saturn, um, it's just like he just like ran out and sat down in the middle of the street, <laughs> and we're just gonna wait for him to come back again. Uh, um, one thing that is really intriguing about Beetlejuice is how the afterlife is portrayed. How it's it's basically this really weird bureaucracy, um, it, intermixed with a really beautiful landscape of of saturn's moon yeah uh i do like right like if there was an afterlife and if we could we could essentially go and function more or less as we functioned in this life but we could just sort of go and exist in this plane beyond our existence you know that after a certain number of decades this is exactly what americans would do to death they would bureaucratize the hell out of the entire thing and you would have to go through like you'd have to have a caseworker and you'd have to get all this paperwork process just to be shoved through but i also love that in this facility they have like you know you walk down that weird bendy tim burton hallway where there's that door and behind the door it's like it's like this why did this never come back we make a really big deal of opening this door to this this door it's like this is the the worst this is like death for the dead and they make a come back well yeah when um otho is doing his ritual it's implied that that's what is about to happen to them no 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 right no 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 that but like, why does it not, they really go like about hitting it so much so that I'm going like, where is my third act that's like uh, the fucking like Disney's animated Hercules, right? Where they're just battling on the edge of a cliff, right? It's just that all, they got swords and shit. It's fucking, it's like episode one, right? Where it's uh, uh, Gina Davis is is Liam Neeson and Alec Baldwin is Ewan McGregor and, and fucking Beetlejuice is Darth Maul and shit. And they're all fighting over the souls. And then like Beetlejuice gets kicked over and he bursts into flames and he gets eaten by all of the souls. That's mm. that's what I was, I was looking for like the, the, that sequence, the hundred million dollar third act by itself. Got it. No, he had to get married. Duh. Yeah. Ugh. He had to marry a child. Hello. He had to marry a child. Duh. Every third act has to end with a child bride. That's it's a rule. <laughs> Duh. What yeah. I want in a in a world of like sequels and spinoffs and like where we've been trying to kind of develop a Beetlejuice follow up since Beetlejuice. Where is the spinoff about the little? dude who officiates the ceremony. I love that guy. Right? He's like tiny dude, giant head. His eyes are just crazy huge. And I love when when, uh, Catherine O'Hara comes up to the... He's just kind of like, oh shit, I didn't realize there's a little tiny alien ghost man person. He looks like a a forest spirit from uh, Princess Mononoke. Exactly. I think that's why I like him so much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, I want that movie. Uh, yeah. I want that movie, and that way now, in, in 2018, probably 2020 by the time it's released, then we can do the $100 million. Mm. We're just, for some reason, arbitrarily on a cliff fighting over this giant well of souls. Only yeah. if it starts with him going back into the green mist being like, wow, that was weird. Yeah. Then- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I learned anything, but I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, I... Uh- since we were watching this, I was yesterday. I was watching uh, the Good Place, which also is kind of a bureaucratic afterlife. Have you are you familiar with it? No. Um, it's really good. I highly recommend it. The idea is that 
the afterlife is essentially like uh, these specialized neighborhoods that you're you're put into based on your like goodness score. Um, so if you were good in life, you go to the good place. If you were uh, bad, you go to the bad place. Um, and it is also pretty. Um, it's like it reimagines what the afterlife would be. So it's not like heaven and it's not like hell. It's just like a good place. Um, and so like, I, I feel like it is very akin to the like, uh, Beetlejuice universe, Beetlejuice universe. Um, in that it is also, it's not as chaotic and like long waiting as the Beetlejuices, uh, cause that one's like the DMV. Yeah. Uh, you're giving me a look. No, I'm still trying to work through like the Be- Beetle Universe. Yeah, that's what I'm doing over here, guys. I'm doing the the real work while you all carry on <laughs> with your frivolity and your bullshit. I'm over here doing the important stuff. Oh, good. Yeah, hey, yeah. Someone's I mean, I think you it. nailed it. Um, but yeah, I I like all like different representations of what the afterlife looks like. Um, because I feel like especially being in um, America, because that's where we do this. And I like that you're doing like wacky piano hands while you say America. America. We just click away on our Um, keyboards, clickety-clack, here on the afterlife, that's all we do. Is that your American? That's my American. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Did you get that? (laughs) Oh, I mean, being a a nation that is quote-unquote founded on Christian values. You're doing it too now. Yeah. (laughs) Christian values. You You sound more like a 1920s gangster. Yeah, she. Founded on Christian values. (laughs) If you don't like it, you're going to get plugged. (laughs) Some of the fishes, see? Yes. You in the I back. Like, you in the I back. just like these like hyper Christian like true believers, nineteen twenties gangsters. It's like Christ made all the loaves, and he also made all the fishes. And if you're not careful, you're gonna be sleeping in them. See? <laughs> Where's that movie? I think you just <laughs> no wrote it. No one would ever make that. I don't know. Uh, gangsters for Jesus. I would watch. Damn. Mm. That's it's not only the title, it's also the entire pitch. Yeah. Okay. Now you have to do mob names involving Christianity. All right. Okay. Um Christ Crips. Um what else we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um Boston Bible thumpers. <laughs> um what? So you're coming up with like actual gang names. Yes. Well, not like, like more like mobster names, like Oh got it. Got it. I like gangs, guys. <laughs> I'm a gang then person. Fine. I was trying to make it no. fun. No, hey, no. I was trying to have fun it. here. Okay. okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Abraham Mabowski, <What>? the classic, <laughs> classic gangster. Abraham Mabowski. <laughs> there you go. What? It's a it's a biblical name and it's oh, a gangster name. Really didn't, didn't get it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm back in the middle of the street, just waiting. <laughs> catch up guys i'll wait don't don't worry i'll be here anyways i like i feel like we in america we get a lot of very specific like christian representations of the afterlife you have things like preacher and and um what is it called um legion which then became dominion uh uh legion the movie 
about the angels and then legion the uh or dominion the serialized version that takes place right after that like i feel like a lot of it is very much like judeo-christian like god in heaven and hell and all that stuff and i like reimaginings of what the afterlife is like um do you what do you what do you guys believe the afterlife is Hmm. more like a risk cutters universe where it's just a perpetual like just mundane hell that's right i remember seeing that movie and i remember the feeling it evoked in me at the time more than i remember anything that happened in the movie but it's like yeah isn't it right it's just perpetual kind of it's very similar but bleaker yeah and grayer yeah and it's just boring shit for eternity so this is my afterlife is pretty much we're we're, we're all dead (laughs) it's like it's like simulation theory if it's possible we're dead we're all we've been dead the entire (laughs) time absolutely Oh, man. I'm all about the uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac version of the afterlife where everyone is just sitting in chairs because they're all like if you are in heaven, you are completely content. So you have no real reason to do or say anything. So you're just sitting in your contentment. Um, And then if you wanted to, if you willed it, you could make other people's heads explode. Um, that's, that's my version of the afterlife. I have had a copy of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac sitting on my shelf for uh, 15 years, maybe a little more. I haven't read it in probably 13, 14. And you just inspired me to pick that shit back up, sir. Yep. Cause that sounds fucked up. Oh, it's real good. Um, also spoilers, I guess at some point afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> bing, bing, boom. Afterlife. Yeah. Yada 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 afterlife yada yada yada. Is that what it's like in your head? Yeah. You just you show up, and if you were an asshole, it's just some dude like dancing on a piano doing that shit, <laughs> and somebody else is playing, but badly. It's oh. completely oh, yeah. just like dissonant tones all over the place, and they're like yada 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 afterlife yada yada yada. It's like somebody who really wants to be Tom Waits but doesn't get what makes Tom Waits work. Yeah yeah. Like a, a a Tom Waits Pandora station makes you want to fucking blow your brains out. Right, it's really bad <laughs> because every every so often, right, you get a Tom Waits song and it's like, okay, see, this oh, is what I want. Yeah. Mm, good. And then you're right back to feeling like you're just holding your hand on a saw blade and shit. Like this is the sound. <laughs> it's it's the whirring. It's the splattering. It's my own screams. <laughs> and then occasionally Tom Waits comes back and is like, ooh, thank God. Yes, we know trains and crows and bones. We know, we know, <laughs> we get it. Dusty wheels. Okay, that is the stuff he sings about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, right. So um, that's yes. So that's your afterlife. That's my afterlife. It's a bad Tom Waits cover act. <laughs> yep, or, exactly. Or the Johnny the Homicide Maniac one. Right. All, one or the other. I also like the idea of like Camptown races being played over and over for eternity. Oh my Ooh, god, that okay. sounds that sounds like hell, right? <laughs> it does. Like that's is it a tier? Like it's hell a tier system right now? We could talk about like if we believe in like the Dante's Inferno interpretation. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are seven layers, but but is there like if there's a tier system in place, right? And like the tier system is based on severity of your transgressions in life. Where does an eternity of Camptown races on a loop? Like where does that rank in that tier system? <sighs> Hmm. I mean, I think that like, it's probably like just like one or two, you know, like, like you, you at one point, uh, did like, like, like you were uh, like a light criminal, like, like blue collar crime, you Mm -hmm. know, 
Um, or you uh, killed a bunch of puppies and set them on fire while you're jumping and peeing on your bed. Like something right. like that. Oh. Like, like that right. Like it, I feel like it would have to be something pretty transgressive because that sounds like uh, like posthumous Guantanamo Bay shit. You know what I mean? But like, if you really want to fuck with people for eternity, right? It's um um okay. So it's it's Camtown races over and over and over again. Doesn't stop. It's super loud. But unlike being alive, you're dead, so you can't actually go insane. You don't even have the sweet freedom of insanity to take you away from that experience. You're on the cusp of going insane from this shit. I'm feeling mm. very uncomfortable. Right. For all eternity. <laughs> now, like, right, you'll be laying in bed tonight just staring at the fucking ceiling at, like, 3 a.m. just hearing camp You start as one tear comes out of your eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm sorry I brought that up. I regret it. <laughs> now I feel uh, awful. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't, yeah, I don't know that I have a conception, right? Like, it's, it's a really interesting question because I could throw out, like, kind of a facetious answer. But I actually think it's a profoundly compelling question, right? Because it's yeah. not something that any of us are privy to, to the best of my knowledge. There are people who die temporarily and they come back and people people express it different ways. Uh, one that I've heard a number of times is a kind of, like, I actually felt like, all of the responsibility was kind of leaving me and I felt like supported and, and like loved and cared for and at peace and all that. And then boom, I'm back. I'm like, shit, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, you, you don't know. Right. But I feel like it can't be, this is a little maudlin now, but like, it can't be we were harder, talking about right? Death, bro. No, right. But it's like, it can't be, it can't be harder. Right. Like dying is kind of scary. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like we're going to, we're going to fucking go all the way yes. in. Right. Like, I weirdly lately for reasons I'm not totally clear on I've been thinking a lot more about mortality and time passing and how at some point man like uh, shit just started moving real fast you know and I'm very aware of it and I'm very much going like <laughs> it's like if, if you're if you feel you're missing out on death kids guess what wait a while we all get a fucking turn uh it's inescapable and so for a lot of people right a lot of people spend their entire lives doing anything and everything they possibly can to escape not death because that's impossible but to escape the the present uh knowledge or the present kind of acknowledgement of their own mortality uh but to me right i feel like being dead is probably real easy like that sounds like it can't possibly be more burdensome than the shit we all deal with every day on this plane of existence yeah dying however the process of dying that that shit for whatever i'm way too young for that to be fucking with me as much as it has been lately girl i've been i've been thinking about that forever right i always think about i go go through phases like i go through big phases like starting when i was fuck man i forget how old i was how how whatever age whatever year uh mario tennis for n64 was the thing that like you might hang out with your friends and play that i think was the first fucking time that i got weirdly death fixated like that moment where all right. Did when do you, someone when do you die, die in, tennis? in tennis? Yeah. Not in Mario Tennis. We just introduced Waluigi and we're going to kill him. And, right. then he, and then he survived. And that's why he's captured everyone's imagination. And then... Didn't they just kill... What? What are you talking about? Wait a yeah, minute. Didn't Nintendo just happening. kill Luigi What is happening? I feel like no, I Lex. just woke up on a different podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> No, uh, uh, Waluigi, if you... 
Excuse in Super Mario mythology, I'm fucking pushing up my oh, okay. glasses. Yes, no, Go Waluigi on. is like the tall dude with the jaggedy mustache. Yeah, who's got the purple he's hat? Purple wall- it's bad, yeah. bad Luigi. Waluigi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they introduced him. They didn't actually kill him. I think maybe that's why I lost you. They introduced him <laughs> in Mario Tennis, but they didn't actually kill off the character in his initial appearance. Okay, is that where you got lost? No, you were like, I started thinking about death, <laughs> and then when, I started when, talking about Waluigi. When, yeah, no, with Mario <laughs> Tennis. You were like when Mario. Tennis this was important. Got it, I started got it, got thinking it, got about it. death. Like, you were looking for like causality. <laughs> yeah. There is none. Okay. The, okay. The events were correlated. There was no causality in either direction. Got it. Uh, Super Mar- Mario Tennis did not spawn a death fixation, nor did a death fixation drive me to uh, Mario Tennis. <laughs> okay. Um, it just happened to be at the same time. Like if I, my point is just if I had a, a clear conception of like when I might have been playing that game, I could pinpoint exactly how old I was. Point being, definitely younger than double digits in age, got weirdly death fixated. Like the moment where you realize, like, oh, like you'll be sitting with one of your parents, maybe, and you have this moment of like, oh, wait, one day, if everything goes according to plan, they're just gonna die. They're just not gonna be here anymore. And there's literally nothing anybody can do about it. And then you, as like a fucking eight, nine year old, have to sit with that and try and figure out where. That goes. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy that's a heavy thing for a grown ass person to try and process. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't know like when. All right, like when did you guys first sort of become aware, and was it while you were playing Mario Tennis? Mm. I'll let you go first. Um, definitely not during Mario Tennis. Um, Rats. I don't I don't remember a time that I didn't. I I've always been a creepy ass little kid. Like I always have just been into ghosts and like death and skeletons and spooky shit. And um I don't know. I kind of along with what you were saying, I'm more afraid of getting sick. I'm uh-huh. I'm more afraid of like not being able to live a good life. Yep. Death to me is not scary at all. Mm. Right, like cuz again, no. like you're you're done. Like yeah. every every unless there really is an afterlife as depicted in any one of like the major religions where I don't know, I'm sure I did some hellworthy shit at some point. I don't go to church for example so someone's probably mad. Like Christian God is probably a little cross with me. So maybe I uh-huh. go to hell. That <laughs> All right, we're cutting this. <laughs> we're cutting this entire segment. <laughs> fuck you and fuck me and fuck everything. <laughs> I'll fucking see you in the afterlife. <laughs> Cut myself open. I'm dead. I'll let you know. Bye. Um, no, but uh, yeah, because it seems like it must. It, if it's uh, there's a hell as depicted and you get tortured for eternity, I bet that sucks. But if not, and I think it's unlikely, uh, it's got to be right. It's just. It's, it's nothing, right? And we can't we can't conceptualize nothing because as close as we can get as human beings uh, alive on this plane of existence to conceptualizing nothing is still a very like human manufactured. It's like you could either you could think like okay, total uh, whiteness, total white void, or total black void, but that's still something. Right. It's still a thought, something that we're manifesting in our heads. So we literally can't conceive of what nothingness is like, and that's so terrifying to so many people. But I would imagine that you're just you're just done like the concept of being afraid is gone right presumably and the concept of being sad and the concept of being worried that you're gonna die is completely gone but yeah exactly the same thing caprice is like i i went through a phase that i'm just now starting to like cycle out of i think where i just started to be like a hypochondriac about every little thing that was going on with me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. going like i don't look i i'm probably fine 
but what if this is the thing that kills me? I better go get this checked out. It's hard though. It's hard. It's hard being an adult with no money and a hypochondriac, right? Yup. <laughs> yup. Yup. Cause then, then right. Your first, your first resource is some like WebMD type shit, which is not your You're friend. Always oh, dead. Yeah. Right. You're always dead. Right. It's like, this is the confirmation I needed. I'm going to die. <laughs> this yeah. exact thing. And this one, and this one, and this one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, though, I feel <laughs> like, like, let's all take a second. Yeah. Let's let's just accept that it probably will be one of those things one day and let's keep the conversation rolling. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at a certain point I was just like, as long as it's quick, I'm fine. Like in terms of like whatever ailment that it is, like at the because I'm like at, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm 31. Yeah. At this point in my life. I'm, I'm 31. I'm fairly healthy, probably. I don't know. I haven't been to the doctor in a while. Um, so, like, whatever it is that kills me now um, would have to be fairly, like, unexpected, like a truck or a fall or, I don't know, the measles. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it, measles are making a comeback, I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because anti-factors are serious. Um, but, um, but, like, I think... For me, the 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 crazy part is is like growing old and like essentially knowing that at a certain point I'm never gonna get more healthy. Uh-huh. I'm essentially going to continue to like decline Ooh. until everyone I know is dead or I die first. Like it's it's there's like and you'd never know when that tipping point is. So you either like live long enough to see all your friends die or like you you live long enough to like just stop being healthy um which is always the 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 bummer for me um because like for me like death i'm like i don't have to pay taxes i don't give a shit um (laughs) that's the one thing man like you're actually looking forward to the grave because you'll finally escape those fucking taxes (laughs) now the government can't fuck me (laughs) (laughs) and then you get to the afterlife and it's the beetlejuice bureaucratic afterlife you're like that's that's only if you commit suicide you only have to they make a joke about it right Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah i was following along nice I watched um, this, see? But I feel like, right, like for me, part of it too is, is become like, okay, well, in a world where that's inevitable, some version of that is inevitable. Best case, right? Like long, healthy life, a version of what you just described is still almost invariably certain to occur. I'm now just going, all right, well, let's put that off as long as possible, not because I want to live forever, but because like there's shit I kind of want to do first, right? And like, I'd like to be as approximately healthy as I possibly can be, but because I'm now so looking for it, right? I'm so looking for those like, fuck, I got to get on this, got to get on this, got to be healthier in this way, got to be, I'm in the back of my head now. It's, there's still like that hypochondriac reflex. So even when I go to the doctor, which I finally, finally, finally did uh, recently, because I had this like long-term stomach issue that I had to get uh, at least addressed and they kept doing all the standard tests, right? Like, you know, like, like all the, you know, blood work, whatever, right? Everything keeps coming back totally positive. They're like, all your stuff looks great. And I'm like, you're fucking full of shit. You're lying to me, man. Something in there is killing me. And they're just like, you got to leave eventually, man. And I'm just like, no, no, not till you fucking tell me something is killing me right now. And they just like, time? I don't know, man. Like, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Right. I'll, I'll Thank accept you. That that's that's, 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 that's the reassurance that I needed, yeah, Doc. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll go home and wait a too. while. Like, I just, I feel like doctors don't give a shit. 
really when you go to them sometimes you feel they're just like in their ipad like not even listening to you and you're like they're like oh yeah you're fine all the the things that are that are you know in your blood are fine or whatever and i'm like there's more yeah there's more there's more things happening man i'm not done man like i don't feel (laughs) calm (laughs) i don't feel settled i don't feel healthy why am i not healthy please (laughs) (laughs) um i mean yeah like i i've recently been dealing with like the healthcare system uh for assorted reasons and like i've i've realized how like grossly uncaring and bureaucratic it is like it's it's so like at this point it's so like profit driven and like if you don't if you don't have insurance or you have like the state required mandated insurance like you are basically like if you get anything serious you're pretty much gonna die um which is is shitty because like we are raised to believe that like doctors are here to help and and like the healthcare system is there to keep you alive and you see all these like medical shows where like all these doctors are going to the ends of the earth to like try to save your life but like at the end of the and day they're you... also doing romances hell yeah <laughs> Um, and if you're lucky, they're in Dr. House and, and they're cool and they'll like solve all your super mystery problems. While you're high. Hell yeah. Hell He's yeah. like, I'm going to take some Vicodin and fucking solve your problems. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm House. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, all right, Hugh, that was great. But remember, this is a, a network show. You have to stop saying fuck so much. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. <laughs> We're going again. <laughs> Eventually in post, they just have to chop up the audio because he will not stop saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he really was taking fuck. <laughs> oh god. To get into character. That's not funny. Addiction is very serious. Tari, you true. shouldn't laugh at that. Oh man. Don't don't even get me started on the 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 opioid crisis. Don't even get me started. Um, we won't. Please don't. Thank you. Yeah, okay. it's all right. <sighs> it's okay. I'm I'm calming down. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so it sounds like we're all plagued by death, guys. Yeah, it's, death. it's fine. That's and, why Beetlejuice is so great because it's fun. Yeah, it looks fine. Do you, so <laughs> that looks so great. You just you hang out with a weird green pervy guy you don't who have won't to. leave you alone. You don't you don't have to summon him, and you're That's good. That's true. No, but like you, they didn't read the handbook. That's the problem. If they read the handbook, they could have solved the shit themselves. They wouldn't have gone. It's like. It's like the, you know, they got the, they watched the fucking commercial and they were like, yeah, that's the guy. They were really like, these characters did not exercise good judgment. I mean, they tried to read the manual. Like, have you ever tried to read like a, a really dense, like, let's, let's say it's like an astrophysics book. Um, like you, you, you might be able to read the words that are on the page, but after a certain point, there's just like, these are just squiggles on, on dead trees. Man, I saw that handbook, man. That book wasn't that big. That was like Hardy Boys size. And I mean, whatnot. It, it was even if it wasn't big. Like you saw, he gave you the 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 uh, the example of how the text reads, where it's like your placement from manifestation to manifestation. Like it's it's all like legalese. Right, it's very technical jargon. But I'm going like you're a grown man, sir. You and can't you're dead. You, right, you can't. He doesn't even know what deceased. He's read deceased is diseased, <laughs> and he didn't, like you know what I mean. Like you could I feel like you could decipher the passage he read essentially means like you know the the amount of space that you're allowed to travel is going to vary from manifestation to manifestation i, I pegged that shit in childhood sir and maybe this is why 
it crashed. He does not have good judgment, not good at making decisions. Maybe takes a little bit longer to process things than everybody else. That's why his go-to when it's like, let's mess up our faces. That's why his go-to is, I don't know, I guess I'm going to put my hand in my mouth real hard. <laughs> He's going for like a, like a chicken thing, you know? He's going to be a chicken to make them chicken. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lex wasn't a fan, I so it. we're gonna we're gonna. You want to come back one. in from the street again? Um, oh no 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 no! Yeah, no, just no, like, no. He keeps I'm getting up and darting out there. <laughs> Follow me, guys. Yeah, he's not even closing the door anymore. He knows he's coming back, but he's just very we'll optimistic. And, oh man, I just I just want him to work, guys. I just want him to work. <laughs> but I do. But <laughs> no, I'm dragging you back in. Okay, <laughs> you're like your nails are scraping on the asphalt. <laughs> shit. Um, no, but like, but like Caprice, like what you're saying, like actually like, wh- because how else do you process something that big if you're going to contemplate it at all? And I feel like, yeah, the, the, maybe the most healthy way of processing it certainly for us, it seems. And for a lot of people we know, I'm sure for a lot of entertainers, especially just try and make fun of it. Just try yeah. and make as light of it as possible because it is something that is utterly so, spoilers kids. Sorry. It's inescapable for every single person. What else can we do? We can choose to sort of wallow in the the terror of it, the uncertainty of it. Um, or we just kind of make, we make jokes. We make it lighter. We make it something that, that we all, we all share. We can all sort of buddy up about the shit because if we don't, then like, uh. yeah, well, I mean, and I don't remember what philosopher, whatever, so someone cite me. Um, but like the other side of an existential crisis is r- realizing that life itself is absurd and kind of reveling in that absurdity. Right. Um, otherwise, you'll just go mad. Right. Yeah. Well, that, seem, that sounds uh, at least somewhat comparable to enlightenment, although I don't think those who consider themselves enlightened would necessarily phrase it as such. Yeah. That's part of why, too, like I'm just trying to feel more, you know, at peace in general with sort of existence, the world around me. So I'm like increasingly fascinated by like uh, TM transcendental meditation. Like the mm. next time, I, next time I have 500 bucks to just sort of flit away. Yeah. I'm absolutely, I think I'm going to take one of those workshops because like I'm fascinated by it and the people that do it and commit to it, it seems to work incredibly well. And it's not like, it's not preachy to the best of my knowledge. It's not like you're part of the cult now. It's just here, here are all of the tools that you will hopefully need to sort of center yourself, find uh, peace, joy, quote unquote enlightenment and then hopefully by extension become at uh at ease as much as possible with the idea of you know uh uh, not even not existing as such uh anymore but just leaving your physical form leaving this plane of existence behind and going on to something new like that's i i don't know what i believe in terms of what might happen but that is the the idea of it that brings me the most comfort right now and so that's why i think i'm sort of drawn in that Direction right now, it's like I don't got five hundred bucks to do that with, but yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm reading books, you know. I'll let you know when I achieve perfect enlightenment. I will oh, let yeah. you guys know. Yeah, yeah. Can you like can you float your spirit down and be like, I did it? And then <laughs> it's like, like, wait, are you dead? Yeah, I was so chill with it. It just sort of <laughs> happened, man. Sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bring my body back. Bring my body back, Eric. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's start a GoFundMe for you to. Get yeah, dressed. who wants to contribute? We'll set up a right Patreon in. for me to for me to go, and we'll record some fucking, I don't know, Gregorian chants for you. Ooh, or just uh, us. It's just two hours of the two of us going. Um, just mail us cash. Nice. Yeah, just please send us all of your cash in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send us the coordinates. Bury it in the forest. <laughs> Oh man! I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, I'm um, sure it waits. 
Uh, so we are, we're kind of running towards the end of our session. Do you have any additional thoughts on death or anything that like we didn't talk about that you're like, yo, guys, I need to, I need to get, get through to death. I need to talk about death yeah, in this to, to, and right. taxes. And taxes, to yeah. be fair, it's a, it's a big, it's a big subject. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about Beetlejuice for five seconds. But that <laughs> shrimp scene, guys, come on. Come on, that's oh. you know what? If if it's like uh, Tari, your vision of the afterlife, where it's a bad Tom Waits cover act. Yeah. If it's just Harry Belafonte, like yeah. doing the top of his game, doing Harry Belafonte oh. tunes, I can make that work. I was literally dancing with them while yeah. I was watching it today. I totally Having a great work. time, great time. And then I thought of shrimp, and I'm thinking of work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yep. If you wanna, if you wanna see the highbrow. Uh, expressionist collaborations between uh, myself, Caprice, and all of the fine folks at the live department at Super Deluxe. Please, yes, tune in to... Uh, by the time you hear this, it won't be live anymore, but hopefully you have tuned in or did tune in or you can like shoot a message at yourself in the past to tune in because there's going to be some shrimps. Hell yeah. I'm sure that the account will have tweeted about it at some point. By the account, I mean our sweet, sweet Twitter account, Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-S-T. Oh, yeah. I do, though. I do really like that, like, these characters were going like, all right, shit, how do we, we tried, we tried Michael Keaton, that didn't work. How do we, like, we tried our faces, they can't even see us, the sheets are dumb. How are we going to really scare the shit out of these people, so much so that they leave this house for good? I got it, Calypso. Calypso. Fucking Harry Belafonte, that and like it backfired. Why? Why did they think that would work? Because it was a beautiful piece. These characters exhibit the worst (laughs) judgment. But also, okay, the last thing regarding Beetlejuice, I highly encourage everybody because we didn't, we really didn't spend too much time on Beetlejuice. But I highly encourage people to like, even if you only jump onto the Wikipedia, read about what was in like the original script for this movie. Because as bonkers as it is, oh, that shit was fucked up. Like, it's very, very different, like, far less comedic. There was no Harry Belafonte, like, way more violent, way more, like, like, Beetlejuice was actually, like, rapey and murdery as opposed to just sort of being an irritating pervert. Mm. Read if it's messed up shit. Go check it out. Go check that. I don't know if you can find the screenplay online, but you can at least sort of read kind of a rundown of some of the differences. Yeah. It's something, man. It's uh, it almost makes you wish that that version of the movie existed, and then you take a couple deep breaths and collect yourself, and you're you just you're filled with a rush of relief that it doesn't, because then you'd have to watch it. Yeah, I don't yeah. need my my Beetlejuice raping and murder, and I'll keep that to my my Carl Pan's Rams, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and that's what my fanfic is about. Lane. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Warner's, if you're listening, we really want the uh, the spinoff about the little officiator. Oh yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And can we all say too, Tim Burton's best? Yeah. Tim Burton's done a lot of good, jo- a lot of good work. I would have to think about it, right? It might not be the one of his that I would go back to the most, but yeah, in terms of like uh, encompassing all of the elements that make Tim Burton Tim Burton, at least certainly for I think our generation, like it's all there yeah. for sure. It's definitely like pre caricature of himself yes. kind of work, so that's nice when you're like, oh, I remember how like fun it was, and not just Johnny Depp. Yeah. Just Johnny Depp. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't can't with that man. That was the working title for Dumbo. And then Disney was like, Tim, 
Tim, we really need to call it Dumbo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Danny Elfman and Johnny Depp, the movie. (laughs) And it's literally, it's just Johnny Depp walking around his big empty house on his island, drinking wine, smoking cigarettes, and it's just wacky Danny Elfman music over the entire thing. I wrote it. I wrote the score to Dumbo. Done. 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 But Tim, seriously, it's Dumbo. (laughs) We have to call it Dumbo. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. No, Tim, we won't. It's, we're the Walt Disney Corporation. We won't see. You'll see, maybe, I guess. But Tim Burton released his own cut of the Dumble movie called Just Johnny Depp and Johnny Elfman. Um, it's six hours long, and there's a lot of fucked up stuff in it. And like some of it, we didn't even film. Like I think he just <laughs> like, took an iPhone and was just went nuts. Uh, so yeah, hey guys, see that at Cannes this year. <laughs> Wait, what's the Cons? movie where the guy turns into a walrus? Tusk. It's like Tusk, but with an elephant. Yo, and Johnny yes. right. yo, yo. All right, so I gotta, we gotta talk some walrus yes shit at some point because I'm like maybe the one dude who genuinely appreciates that movie. I love Tusk. You lo- holy shit, you're coming back. <laughs> we're gonna you're do coming Tusk. back, and we're fucking going hashtag walrus Down. yes, and we're fucking he's in talking. It too. I forgot he's in it too. Oh yeah. In it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's all of them. Oh fuck. All right. Right. That's, that really no that's perfect timing right because i've just gotten um for the first time in many many years i went back and watched all the kevin smith stuff because my girlfriend really hadn't seen any of it so we went through like the entire thing she had never seen tusk it was maybe like my third time wow. seeing it and we both sat there going this is kind of fucked up and brilliant isn't it yeah like look at how hard they're all committing to this premise um no we're gonna do it if you if you haven't seen tusk man wait 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 just you wait because you're in (laughs) for that means i have to fucking watch it again oh my god i'm so hyped to watch it again i feel nauseous it's (laughs) such it's such a disturbing like disturbing hilarious well-acted disturbing movie and i also went into it going i didn't know what it was about i'm like this isn't what i what this is this is not gonna like that's not gonna happen and they they take the concept about as far as it can possibly go really happening yeah like that was me the whole movie it's like and i watched it on halloween with a group of friends like trash and i was just kept being like this is happening okay yeah but anyway so all right so yeah it's tusk but with an elephant yeah and that's why that's why like we're not gonna see johnny depp too many, too many more times is because on the set of Dumbo, <laughs> Tim Burton turned him into an elephant. Tim Burton was like Johnny, 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 come here. I know, I know. Like you got, it's been a little rough lately. Maybe some bad press, right? But here's how we can turn it all around. You just got to make one daring, bold, bold pivot in your career, and you'll win everybody back. And he's like, oh, Tim, Tim, all right, what? I mean, like, I don't. And then he fucking whips out all the sketches and shit of like the surgical skin folds and whatever, like turning Depp's arm into a trunk or some shit. And he just takes a long drag on his cigarette and he's like, okay. (laughs) And that's, and so they've been doing the CG, like it's all temp CG in the Dumbo trailer, right? But when we see it, the first fucking grand reveal of Dumbo, or like in the second act, Dumbo dies like Bambi's yeah. mom, oh, and they geez. bring in Johnny Depp, who's like, who was like supposedly like an, he was gonna help Dumbo like not die. I don't know, but like he, he was like a, a elephant bodyguard, and then Dumbo <laughs> shot and killed, and is like penance. He agrees to like turn himself into the elephant. So oh. then there's a big reveal at the end of the movie where like Johnny Depp 
is just like sewn in with 12 other people and they're this horrible monstrous human <laughs> elephant and then at the very end of the movie it's the reveal and Michael Keaton is the ringmaster runs out and he goes Dumbo! <laughs> Credits. <laughs> I'm sold. And Disney sees this uh, screening of it and is just like you're fired. <laughs> you're so fired. <laughs> Johnny Depp did that for nothing. <laughs> Bring him like bring on Ron Howard. He'll fix it. Johnny is like, all right. Can I get? Can I get back to being a human? No, this is it. <laughs> no, you're no. stuck. Yeah, you can't go back. You're full elephant now. Do <laughs> <laughs> a shot of him like at the LA Zoo, just oh, wandering no. around with the other elephant. <laughs> <laughs> all the Danny Elfman music. <laughs> 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 oh man, I sure hope Johnny Depp's not listening to this podcast. I hope sir. so. I don't need that kind of. <laughs> it remind because that reminds me of the ending of District Nine, where you're like, "Is this guy gonna not be oh, a like, right?" He turns into like a prom yeah, yeah. guy, doesn't and he? And then he just like lives there. Spoilers for District Nine. Whatever. I guess. If you haven't seen it, it's been nine years, almost to the day. Get over it. That's it. That was the end of that rant. Okay. Oh. <laughs> It's like so ready for there to be more. <laughs> like this maybe sounds like the answer I've been seeking this is my entire life. No, fuck. Yep, that's it. That's that's the end. Um, ooh, District Nine, so good. Um, all right, guys, I'm gonna wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you have any thoughts about death, uh, tweet at us. Not like, not like I want you to die. Your show sucks and you suck and kill yourself. Not that. Please don't at me with that shit. But. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna uh, let us know, like your thought, what do you think the afterlife is like? What horrible cover act would be hell for you? Uh, let us know at our show Twitter uh, at Missing Outcast M I S S I N G O U T C A S T. Hell yeah, you got it. Um, and I want to thank you, Caprice. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing in Beetlejuice. I w- uh, uh, <laughs> All right. All I right. wish I'll we could help. talk about it I gotta, more. I gotta, I really he's, wish. he's just on his way out right now. He's already, he's like, in, in his head, it's like senioritis. Like in his head, he rapped about 30 minutes ago. Um, so uh, uh, Caprice, uh, two yes. things. One, uh, is there anything you want to plug? What have you got going on right now that you want to just let people know about? And like, where can people find you, social media and all that? Um, I'm Strongman Films Everything all over the place. It's my production company. It's uh, to deceive people into thinking I'm a man so I get more work. Strongmanfilms.com. Check it out if you want. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, speaking of macabre shit, there's a lot of dark videos on there. Nice. People in masks, people hanging themselves. Like? Yep, not really. No. Okay. No, just like, in, she just takes, uh, she's <laughs> like, guys, do you want your death films? <laughs> Hire strongman. <laughs> I'm strong no. enough to handle your death. <laughs> a lot of like, really cool bands have just let me do whatever I want and film wacky ass music videos. So that's awesome. That's where they Did are. I kill them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, movie the magic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think they're still alive, but really they're dead. <laughs> I know. I should be careful what I said. Like serial killers, fucking death. I'm. This is a long form confession. It's just a long form confession with a lot of jokes. <laughs> Every serial killer wants to be found. It's just like, I thought I'd go on this podcast and leave a bunch of clues. Ten years later, they're going to be like, they were all there. Oh, man. That puppy fireworks thing's a good idea. This is why we found a DVD copy of Beetlejuice at every crime scene. 
<laughs> we thought that was weird. We couldn't figure out why that was happening. Yeah. She's just on the wall. It was always daylight coming in blood. <laughs> and we were like, is this a... This, this weird sex murder it must be a weird sex murder and then one day somebody was like Harry Belafonte we were like who? sex murder ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez uh, Lex where can they find you? oh, g- oh god uh, that's that's a tough uh, where am I? at the Lex Michael that's me that's all you over, all over all over right? hell yeah it's been a long day it really it's has been a long modeling day all over social media at the Lex Michael yes that's correct nice you can find me at Tari J that's T-A-U-R-I J-A-Y that's on Instagram and Twitter um, we've mentioned it a million times but you can find us on uh, at Missing Outcast M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-S-T um, and if you are looking for this podcast on other platforms make sure to hit us up uh, we're on Twitter we're on uh, not Spotify but Stitcher uh, we are on Google Play Store, and we're also on iHeartRadio, guys. And, uh, Pod, Podbean, um, Podbean's one, right? Uh, yeah, Podbean and Overcast. If uh, if you're doing some sweet, sweet uh, alternate or like browser casting, sure. Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, technology, um, the I internet. Mean, basically, we're everywhere you want to be. Um, and if you want to support us, uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. And uh, if you leave us a five star and a, a comment, we will also read it here on this show. So do that. Um, also, if you want to let us know what you're into, make sure to hit us up on the hotline. It is 978 Miss Out. Uh, and just leave a voicemail, let us know your name or whatever you want to go by, uh, and whatever you're into, and we will read that as well on Missing Out Mondays. Uh, once again, thank you, Caprice. You're welcome. Uh, and hey, thanks you, Lex. Oh, for what? You know what? I'll take it. Hey. You, you definitely owe me some gratitude for some shit I did. I'm Somewhere sure. along the line, yeah. sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I take it. <laughs> I take it. Uh, and hey, thank you, Tari. Oh my gosh, thank you. Oh, man. Uh, Is that's, that your, that's your Otho. Holy shit. Yeah, that's my Otho. Like, all oh, Tari oh, Otho yeah. just popped out for Ooh. one second. That was fully repressed. designer podcast, <laughs> guys. I also Ooh. like that he's an expert in interior design and the supernatural. Yep. That's pretty that's I'd listen to that podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Guys, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. No, I do ask him almost every week because it's so strange to me that I could get used to it so much so as to not notice it. But apparently that's what happens. I can can talk like this. This I like it because it it feels like you're also a voice inside my head. So it's like this fun, like I might be like going through a psychotic break. But maybe I am a voice inside your head. This That's show's actually saying. a delusion yeah. you're having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that if that was the truth. So <laughs> You're like, Lex, I thought you had a, a podcast partner. <laughs> Who's Lex? <laughs> <laughs>